0: Nikki, Nicky Rod Rodriguez, Nikki Rod. Yes. I like all the names. Well, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate you being here. I know you're uh, pretty fresh to Austin. I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier. So, and how long ago did you just move here? Been here like six or seven months. Nice. And you're loving it besides all the food?
1: Uh, the food is the main thing. Jiu-jitsu is, is also out there as well.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, prioritizing. And so, well, where are you originally from?
1: Uh, originally from Jersey, born in Philly, raised in Jersey. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, just somehow found my way yeah. down here to Austin.
0: Yeah. And well, and so pro- you obviously came down here for jujitsu. jitsu The big, you know, flood everyone's coming here right now and um but, you know, prior to getting into that from Jersey, did you do any sports prior to getting into jujitsu? jitsu
1: Yeah, I was uh I was known for my wrestling, you know, like um, I wrestled in high school and college for a year. And then uh, I want to say before that, you know, I tried some stuff out, maybe like soccer when I was very young. Uh, Football, I tried for a couple of years, but the team aspect uh, was not for me, more of a solo act, you know. Um, Yeah, I like the independence of wrestling, and I feel like just that kind of uh, how difficult it was helped me out for life. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I grew up wrestling like we were talking about, and, you know, it it does. You know, the old saying that I'm sure you've heard is uh, after wrestling, everything else in life is easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does. It teaches you a, a different type of work ethic than a team sport. I mean, team sports definitely have their pros. But when you do those ones that it, you know, winning and losing is all based on you, you know, um, it, it's it's pretty special. And so you went um, all the way to college in wrestling as well
1: yeah I just wrestled a year uh, at some division three school what so, school is that Farham college in in Virginia right next to roanoke honestly okay. just in the middle of nowhere yeah. yeah yeah between in in down in the valley a bunch of lakes around <laughs> yeah I think I just wanted to get away from like Jersey and just kind of live my own for a bit and and did and, you get uh, recruited or did you uh yeah I, I got recruited and uh yeah they gave me a bit of a academic scholarship mm-hmm. but, uh I would say I was not academic scholarship worthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Well, that's uh, most college athletes. Yeah. You know, we, uh, um, I think those D3s, that's how they actually get the athletes on is they just, they don't have athletic scholarships. So they just do academic scholarships yeah. and just yeah. round,
1: round up some numbers.
0: Yeah. Right. It's, that's good enough. That GPA yeah. works. Just come play sports for us. But no. And so, um, and then how long did you do that for?
1: Uh, I did it for a year. And then I was searching. I did, like, really well my freshman year of, of wrestling. So I was, like, mm-hmm. as soon as the season ended, I was looking to go to a better school. Because I was always, like, trying to be the best guy in the room. And slowly, once I feel, I worked my way up to that, I wanted to, I need a, a tougher room. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like you, you can't be the, you know, the shark in the pond. No. So um, I was looking at, like. Uh, shippingsburg and kutztown university i went on a few visits and stuff and was uh pretty adamant about going there but like the summer be- before i would go into my sophomore year i uh i started modeling a little bit i mm-hmm. found like uh I ended up signing with like wilhelmina models in new york city and i would drive back and forth from new york and i was like making enough to like you know i lived at my parents house at the time so i was making enough to like pay for gas and, and buy food so i was like all right maybe i would just like give this a try you know before going back to college and getting in debt again
0: yeah yeah well that's i mean some of the best athletes i know dropped out early because it just wasn't worth like the debt that was racking up that's why i left early and uh so then you eventually made a transition into jujitsu and that's what i was really excited to talk about so you kind of blew up like fast on the jujitsu scene from my understanding and um you know some of the videos i was watching of you you're like super intense like that is i don't think that's someone i would want to Cross um on the matter in an alley, but so how did you get into jujitsu How was that?
1: Um well amongst uh chasing the modeling stuff, I was working at Home Depot and bouncing at at nighttime, right? So I bounced at like this college club, college bar, and essentially the talk of like amongst the bouncers, talk of like who's toughest comes up, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a few wrestlers there and a few Jits guys, and the Jits guys were just uh, very confident that they could beat us up, you know. So we took them up on their offer. I went to uh, like a jujitsu practice, and I just smashed all their guys. I <laughs> like didn't get subbed <laughs> by any of their any yeah. of the people. Stood on top and just uh, took them down and whatnot. Obviously, no technique, but uh, um, yeah. So once that happened, I bounced around a few gyms in South Jersey looking for like a home, you know. So mm-hmm. I finally 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 found South Jersey BJJ, where I just kind of um, I kind of. Started my transition into into strictly grappling there, you know. Yeah. Um. I think from from the beginning I was like I've always been pretty athletic, but uh, I want to say because I wrestled it forced me to be athletic. You yeah. Know? I wasn't so much like I couldn't do a backflip right at the gate, but you know I could learn to do it. So, yeah. um, I feel like that approach that I had at wrestling the mentality I kind of carry that over to jiu- to jujitsu, even and some of the the world's best at best you know, grapplers had a problem dealing with that pace. So yeah. I think that's why I did well fast.
0: Yeah, no, because you definitely, um, you know, took off quick and um, r- rose up the ranks, I guess, a little bit. And so how was the transition from wrestling to grappling? Or is there really a difference between jiu-jitsu and grappling? I always hear them kind of coined together, but I don't know if they're like separate rules. Like with wrestling, there's Greco wrestling, and then there's like freestyle like there's different aspects to it but um
1: yeah i i don't know <laughs> i don't know if it's like grappling is just yeah. all of the sports together like maybe it is wrestling and, and jits uh but um the transition was i mean it was a bit tough because i had i had to like for instance my takedowns right um people are a lot more upright in hmm. in uh in jiu jitsu right so you have to you know, pay attention to the hips more. Maybe focus on more ju- judo type stuff. Also, they're not reacting as fast as wrestlers. Like, if you're faking, a lot of times they don't react to the fake. So it's like weird to set up shots. Yeah. So it took some adjusting, and obviously, like when you're trying to take an opponent down, that's trying to choke your neck, that's also a completely different. Um, um, it's just something else that you have to deal with. Yeah. So yeah, it took some adjusting and a lot of learning. I feel like I feel like since I started jujitsu, I was like focused on on uh, the technical aspect like I tried to have a game plan to where To where I could become unsubbable and -hmm. then I could start Fighting for positions start dominating positions and then start chasing subs. So like I had like, you know months to work in each category Um, I think specifying my my training probably helped me out a lot
0: Yeah, because I imagine that wrestling would be tough or uh, transitioning from wrestling because when you're on your back, it's pretty much over. But yeah. there's guys that prefer to be on their back. Like, I always watch the Diaz brothers, and that's what they do. It's like you, you, they barely get hit, but that's like their excuse to fall back. And, um, you know, they submit from their back. And that was always, like, the fear that I had if I was ever going to go train in jiu-jitsu was like, you know. Just getting pinned. Like, how, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm on my back, and that's kind of where I knew it would be over. And so, you know, so you continue to go up, and then um, did you move – out of Jersey, did you just come straight here, or were you bouncing around for a while?
1: So I moved from uh, South Jersey once I made some money uh, mm-hmm. up to North Jersey. Right, I'm I'm training in New York City at the time. Um, did that for like a year and some change, and then COVID hit. Yeah. So my team DDS, we moved to Puerto Rico. We're in Puerto Rico for like six or eight months, and uh, we had a lot of fun there. We trained <laughs> really hard. We learned. Yeah. We learned a bunch. Um, but uh, the, key, the team team kind of split, like, uh, maybe six or eight months ago. Yeah. And uh, we, we all kind of came to Austin and did our own thing, opened up B-team, B-team Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Because your coach is uh, Danaher, right, John? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Okay, and so with that, I had just heard that there's a lot of teams that split, and then they all kind of came back. Um, like, a lot of, almost everyone has moved to Austin. Yeah. And that's why, uh, when I had Tim on the show, we were talking about how this is kind of the mecca now of Jiu-Jitsu. Like, everyone's here and so, um, with that, you know, uh, I'm super excited to see, it. that's why I was, I'm going to focus on having more jujitsu's on the, uh, competitors on the show, because I think it'd be really cool to get more of the city involved in it. Um, and so with everything going on in competition wise, um, what is ADCC?
1: ADCC is the Olympics of Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Right. It happens every two years. Um, it's uh, the highest title, highest belt you could you could have is ADCC title. Specifically.
0: It's so the Super Bowl of Jiu-Jitsu.
1: Yeah. You have your weight classes. You know, there's five, five male weight classes, I believe, um, and uh, two women's weight classes. And, you know, if you win that weight class, you're the best in the world in mm-hmm. the weight. And then there also is an absolute division where all, there's no weight classes. Everybody can compete in there <laughs> if you medal or if you have a gold medal. Um, so you see who's the best no matter the weight and it's crazy because you'll see you'll have like a guy like Lachlan Giles you know relatively small guy 150, 40 pounds something like that and you know he's he's broken guys legs that two two hundred <laughs> 260 pounds yeah. you know what I mean so um, technique over everything that definitely comes first but it's just uh, it's one of those sports where you can see a a, a crazy match where a guy's huge for small and uh, and the little guy
0: wins I love that and so what weight are you in?
1: I'm a I'm in the heaviest weight weight class um, over 99 kilograms mm-hmm. um, so I could I could complete compete in under 99 but I'm a relatively small heavyweight you know some guys I compete against are 350 to two, you know that's like typical you know yeah. close, close to 300 um, but what I lack in size um, I make up for endurance mm-hmm. you know and it's Rarely does it matter how strong you are at the beginning of the match. It's about, you know, when you're 10 minutes in, how strong are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was wrestling growing up, I had no strength or size. And I counted on my conditioning. And I would usually kind of like play defense the first two periods. And then I could strike in the third. And, um, you know, speed and conditioning definitely can play a role. And like you said, technique is a huge role in it. And, um, yeah, i probably end up going and practicing uh, with, you guys and trying to check it out. I miss competing. And so, uh, but not to get too far off subject. So how does one qualify for ADCC? Today's episode is brought to you by regen health and wellness. The team at regen health and wellness is devoted to helping patients revitalize, repair, and renew the optimal blueprint of yourself. They provide an individualized and concierge model of healthcare, empowering patients to optimize their health span and overall quality of life. It said no one can escape father time but almost everyone can make the conscious decision and commit to living better and healthier lives. It begins with a mindset. They offer both in-clinic and telemedicine consultations. So whether you're due for a routine checkup or struggling to hit your health and fitness goals, go online or give them a call to schedule your appointment today.
1: So there's a trials. It's like jujitsu is, is, is weird in that way because anybody can set up to, for these trials. It's not like uh, the, you know, Uh, wrestling if you want to make the wrestling olympics you have to win multiple um tournaments Mm -hmm. in order to make it to the trials in order to to compete for the olympics so for adcc you just have to one win one regional one one uh regional trial Mm -hmm. adcc trial and then you're you're in the biggest competition in the world yeah for for jiu-jitsu so uh the trials itself though it's tough you know like i think every weight class in the west coast trials will have close to 200 competitors and it's only a two-day trial so you could have you know Eight matches over the weekend uh, Maybe more So Yeah it's uh, It's It's tough to win But if you win um, You know you're in it And
0: how did you do um, Your first one
1: So my first trials Was east coast trials Right Mm -hmm. I competed at 80cc east coast trials uh, With about three months Of jiu jitsu Um, I I trained with like John uh, Danner up in New York For like Maybe like Four or five times Like total right Yeah Um I take third in this in this tournament. I beat the first match. I had a brown Ball world champ. I beat him like fifteen to zeros. You know, mm-hmm. completely dominated. Second match, um, second match. I had a wrestler, um, and took him down a few times. Actually, his name's uh, Hudson Taylor. Really good, really oh, good wrestler. Cool. Yeah, took him down a few times, um, and. Like one of the last times I go shot, he he countered me to my back, and that was three points. So it's uh, like if I if I take him down the turtles, no points for us. So rules are a little bit different than wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. if you just sit a guy down, it's points. Yeah. For jiu jitsu, if it, you sit a guy down, you have to hold him down for three seconds, or if he turtles, which is like in you know, a referee's position. Uh, you have to get boots in if you get boots in then that's points as well
0: yeah and that's like basically locking your feet in exactly exactly it's more for people watching uh, yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) because i was going to ask you how point systems work on that you know if you're beating someone 15 and and all i can go off is the wrestling rules which it's been 10 years since i wrestled so um so uh with wrestling um so if you beat someone or if you have 15 points up on them that's like it's over yeah yeah tech um and so you're, uh, how many times have you competed at ADCC?
1: Uh, so I did West Coast Trials, took third, um, maybe three months later. Uh, three, four months later, I did West Coast Trials, East Coast, West Coast Trials. Um, at West Coast Trials, I ended up winning West Coast. Um, had like five matches in the same day. And um, it was fun, man. I got yeah. a few subs. I was really excited at the end because I was like – I don't think everybody, anybody's done that with nine months. I had like eight or nine months of training and uh, winning the the West Coast trials was pretty good because I had a guy in there that previously wanted a few other tough rounds as well. Yeah. So it was good, man.
0: Yeah, I was watching a little bit. I like to learn about guests before they come on just so, you know, I don't stall or not know anything about them. And I was watching the um, one clip of you. Uh, there's a sh- uh, show on YouTube uh the where you went up against a guy his name was Muhammad Ali, oh yeah, yeah, that was insane man, so too. that's
1: the world championships, yeah. yeah, that was my first match um at ADCC world championships, and uh yeah, that was a big boy, I mean he's like six five six six, and two hundred sixty pounds maybe yeah. bigger um yeah, that was a tough match i had I had kind of a game plan of like you know, I understood that my endurance plays a big factor. You know, if I can get these guys tired early on in the match, I can put it on them towards the end and try to try to secure this win. Because um, back then I just had no technique. I only had wrestling and I could stay away from submission. So yeah. I was trying to do my best to implement, you know, getting this guy tired, hand fighting heavily, keep him on his toes and keep him reacting over and over and over again. It was like, like uh, I watched a podcast with GSP and he talked about not only physically overwhelming your opponent, but mm-hmm. neurologically overwhelming yeah. them. So giving them not only more things to do, but more thing, more aspects to think about while you're grappling. So I try to implement, you know, game plans like that and it worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that too, that you kind of set the tone early through both, uh, in the match and outside of it. Cause, uh, watching that everyone, I could see it in their face. Like they, they weren't necessarily scared, but nervous, like, Oh man, this guy's out of nowhere came through. And it's, it's kind of funny talking to you now, you seem very relatively calm and you know, relax, but in that you're fired up and they, they, <laughs> they uh, I encourage people to watch it too. It's um, it's a ton of fun. And so, yeah, you, uh, you did that one. So when's the next ADCC? Uh,
1: that'll be September. This upcoming this 6- September? September and you're yeah. going to that one. Yeah, it's in Vegas. Uh, I'm already in um, another heavyweight from the U S should be in because we have the West Coast trials in a few weeks mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, it's a uh, Jay's competing in, in oh, as nice. well. J-Rod. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um,
0: where's the trials at the ones that get you into the um, September one? Vegas as
1: well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when's that one in September?
1: September? Uh, I don't know, like probably mid September or okay. Yeah. 22nd, something like that. Can,
0: That'd be cool. Yeah. I haven't been to Vegas in forever. And so... Um, have you competed? Like, where else do you compete? Are there? I'm assuming there's got to be more tournaments than just ADCC.
1: Yeah, uh, ADCC is the you know the big one, but uh, there's all there's like private events that go on all the time. UFC Fight Pass puts on stuff. Um, Flow Grappling puts on stuff usually in Austin or Dallas. Yeah, and uh, a bunch of other you know private private events. But uh, yeah, it's fun. We're pretty much like uh like individual contractors. You know, people just hire us for these events. We go compete. Uh, make some cash and, and come back home. And uh, it's fun. You travel a bunch. Like I've competed a few times in, in the UK. Uh, I've done like you know seminars around uh, around the US for like weeks at a time. um, And this all of the states as well.
0: Yeah, no, it, it looks fun. It's a whole community that I didn't even know existed. And so, you know, one of the things uh, I've I said in the very beginning when I started the show is like, I really wanted to get more involved in all the different sports like I hadn't known until Tim was on the show that you know, Austin had just boomed in the jujitsu scene. And so I'm really hoping to get more involved in that and, um, really kind of showcase it more. I think it's a really unique sport. And you know, when people talk about it, they often a- associate it with, um, like they, they don't understand that it's not cage fighting, but you do see a lot of guys that compete in both. And so is that something you've ever considered doing too?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I think about fighting all the time just cause I think I'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's super time consuming. Um, it's hard to be a master at multiple things. Like it, it kind of blows my mind how how much I need to learn in order to master jujitsu. Yeah. And then I'm th- even thinking about fighting. I'm like, I you need to take so much knowledge and over so such a long period of time to be like a masterful uh, striker, kickboxer, yeah. etc. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's I feel like it's a lot to comprehend. So I would much rather become a master in my sport, accomplish the things I want to accomplish in jujitsu. And then once I do start learning, uh, you know, the mixed martial arts side of things, I I prefer to coach. Yeah, I think I, I think my style translates well to a lot of fighter style, and it could benefit them tremendously. So uh, I plan on you know being a, a good practice partner and learning a bunch of sh- of striking and mis- mixed martial arts as I go on throughout the years.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. And and with you know jujitsu as well, there it's. It's not technically striking, but they're allowed to like slap, right? You can, yeah.
1: Uh, so co- that's a uh, combat jitsu Eddie Bravo usually uh, uh-huh. that's like his like count patented thing. He does it. I think he's done it in uh, Mexico a few count, yeah, a few times. And saw a yeah, girl
0: match where this girl was like slapping the shit out of this other girl's face, and I was like, "Can you do that?" Yeah, you and so,
1: can. In that and that one, you can. Uh, you know, I've seen some guys get KO'd like that. Yeah, know, TKO yeah. and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, essentially, I think you can only slap like if you're on the ground. So standing, yeah. you're just wrestling. But if somebody pulls guard then, you know, you could pull the hands out.
0: Yeah that's, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how I would feel just getting... Because slaps, to me, hurt a lot more than getting punched. I can take a punch, but slaps sting, and they just don't feel good. Yeah. and um, But I remember um, in high school wrestling, yeah, you were allowed to tap their head, but that was always our excuse to just slap the shit out of someone and uh, then take them down. And so today's episode is brought to you by Avatar Nutrition. It is always a treat to show some love to our sponsor, Avatar Nutrition. Avatar is actually owned by my friend Mark, who is a lifting buddy of mine from the gym. What I didn't realize at the time is that his app has been used by close to 200,000 people, and they've used it to lose over 2.5 million pounds of pure body fat. What's really special about Avatar is that it's a complete service delivered through a super easy to use app. See, Avatar is the OG in the macros game and created a process that makes counting macros both fun and simple to stick to long term. You've got unlimited support from their community and experts on staff, and they are in the business of giving their clients results that last. Try it free on the App Store or Google Play Store for two weeks, and if you love it as much as I do, it's just $9.99 a month after that, or $97.99 for the annual rate if you want even more of a discount. If you're a coach, trainer, or you own any kind of business and want to use Avatar to facilitate game-changing nutrition coverage for your people, Avatar is a program for groups too. Just contact them through their website to learn more at www.avatarnutrition.com. With um, what is like a training regimen like for jujitsu? Do you have like a certain like regimen you have to stick to, or is it different when you're getting ready for a competition?
1: So, um, I want to say first that like. First and foremost, it's a, it's, we don't have, like, we're not like NFL, right? We don't have yeah. coaches, you know, telling us when to train, what to eat, and whatnot. So it's a very independent sport. If you don't want to train, you just don't train, but okay. you're going to suffer the consequences of that. So uh, you do have to be very disciplined in our sport because you're your own your own coach. You're your own, yeah. you know, um, you're in control of that stuff. So for me personally, I train uh, twice a day. I either do JITS at 12 and 7 p.m. or JITS at 12 and lift at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just been my schedule for for uh, like three years. Uh, it's worked pretty well. I feel like I constantly learn. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe Sundays I'll only do jits at like 12 or, or uh, something like that. But uh, without the lift. But I've been a fan of like bodybuilding for a long time. So okay. I was, so I've been lifting maybe about seven years, doing, yeah. doing, doing jits for like three, three and a half um, so like i want to say the discipline that I got from from lifting, you know, kind of carried over to, to jujitsu to where like I saw building muscle as putting armor on my body, right? Yeah. Like you see a lot of guys get injuries, like they'll break ribs and stuff, and usually that's because you have a weaker core. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you know you can't sustain the blows that I can. So um I think uh, you know, lifting's been a big part of my life just because I think it keeps me it forces me to be healthier, you know, yeah. more fit, uh more dense, you know. That's always a good thing. And then uh, just force it makes me want to eat better as well. So I've always implemented lifting. And when that, I do say I do lift, you know, most of the time it's six or seven times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but like not every day I'm, I'm going to failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't go to burnout every single day. You can't train twice a day every day if you're like that. But is it more I, like accessory work? Like, um, I would, yeah, probably like four or five times. Well, previously, yeah, it was more like uh, accessory work, like, I'll just pick a body part that day and do it. Yeah, uh, nowadays, it's more CrossFit style. Oh, I, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just transitioning. I think it's like uh, I always, I always want to look jacked when I'm competing, yeah. right? So, well, you I look, definitely
0: look more physically fit than a lot of guys you compete against. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> for sure. I uh, I look at like who has the best physiques out there and who's also athletic mm-hmm. fucking CrossFit guys. They have the endurance. They can it's, lift heavy numbers and they look awesome. I'm like, all right, I can, I feel like this will be better for me because I don't have to curl, you know, hundred pound dumbbells, but I can, I can put a, you know, one thirty-five over yeah. my head a few times, you know, and that's not too bad for me.
0: Yeah. That high intensity interval training is insane. I've, I've done a couple of CrossFit workouts and I'm just
1: like, Oh my God, like this is awful. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: but it's, it's so crazy and they are strong. And, um, you know, uh, it, I can see how that would probably translate better into you know jujitsu training as opposed to like bodybuilding, you know, uh, isolation training or strongman or powerlifting, um, yeah. because you're more susceptible to injury when you're doing those things. But well, CrossFit too. but It's
1: also the cardio aspect of yeah, it because uh, the CrossFit has where okay, you have to you have to knock out 50, 50 uh, pull ups right now, mm-hmm. uh, but you also have to run a marathon. Yeah. Right. So it's like you have the sprint and you have the the longevity of of uh, endurance, and I think that's what Jiu Jitsu is as well. Because mm-hmm. we have um uh, you know intermittent intermittent or we have times that we have to sprint. You know what I mean? Thirty yeah. second sprints, hundred or uh thirty second sprints, and then we have you know also it's also a fifteen minute match. So you have to yeah. sustain that you know for a long. Is it straight time. fifteen minutes?
0: Yeah, no breaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no like. Periods or anything like that. Yeah,
1: ADCC uh, is 10, 10 minutes and then five minute overtime, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, who's number one is 15 minute streets. But you have, I mean, some some matches are thirty. You know, so like it, yeah. it varies. But fifty minutes is standard now.
0: Yeah, it's like um, it's like those old. Uh, you ever seen like the, the the bare knuckle fights, but like in England, like the street fights and stuff. There was goes just just on. Yeah, they just don't stop until yeah. someone's out, and like there's like three hour fights, and I'm yeah. like, it's exhausting. And so so you. You Know obviously you're incorporating weightlifting into that. Um, have you been able to check out some of the cool spots out here, or do you just go uh, to like a corporate gym?
1: Yeah, I went to so I started off at a standard golds, uh-huh. um, but then I've been to uh Atomic Fitness, oh, yeah. um, or Atomic Athlete, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, I've also been to Roca, which I think is a private gym, yeah, um, it's
0: Tim's, I think, yeah, yeah, uh-huh.
1: um, just trained there a few times, and uh, so my first time training with, with Tim, right? I yeah. think. I think he tries like if he finds somebody new, he tries to see like yeah. who you are through through the workouts. He's you know? a wild man, yeah, for sure. He tries definitely tries to find out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's 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 something else. I, I'm super indebted to him. He he helped me out a lot with uh, getting the show started. But um, yeah, I do have plans to go uh, train at his school and and do all that. And then I know they they also train over on it. I don't know if you've been over there yet or yeah, once or twice. Yeah, that that's uh, Juan is really good at the kettlebell training. Like mm-hmm. the stuff he puts through. People through is intense. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I knew that they were doing classes for like these group like men classes where they'd come and yeah. do crazy stuff. I might check one of those out soon. I,
1: I actually did like some filming at on it, and uh-huh. when I walked in on it for the filming, I just hear this roar of guys just yelling, and screaming. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" I yeah. opened the door. There's like fifty guys jammed in this room, just like uh, I think just that's the class. The yeah. yeah, it had to be. Yeah, it was intense. For yeah, sure. I, I
0: kept getting invited to those, but I just I sleep in. Like, there's no way, I was going. Um, but no, that's cool. So, do you have also like a strict diet plan that you stick to, or is it just kind of like?
1: Um, I mainly just, I wouldn't say strict, but I mainly just eat meat, uh, meat, some fruit, you mm-hmm. know, carnivore diet. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I, I mainly meat. Um, if I'm doing vegetables, it's like, uh, you know, I, I mean, is avocado a vegetable? Or is it a fruit? I'm pretty sure it's a vegetable. Right? It's a vegetable. Okay, well, I usually yeah. do, I eat a lot of avocados. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, I think, like, high fat, high protein is mm-hmm. kind of my, uh, kind of my ordeal, for sure. I mean, I do snacks sometimes, you know, yeah, sure. some, have some Cheetos in the back, you know, it is it is what it is. It's,
0: it's funny, because running the show, everyone always assumes I'm, like, some diet nutrition expert. And I'm like, no, I don't know anything. Like, I barely learned what macros were, because one of the sponsors of the show is a macro dieting app. And, uh, yeah. like, I eat pizza and all kinds of stuff. I try to eat clean, but it's, yeah. for the most part... Um, no, I don't have like a strict plan that I stick to. And so, do you have um uh like what's what's coming up besides ADCC? Are you planning on competing in anything else?
1: Um I don't know. I'm, I'm in talks um with uh I can't say the name of the organization, That's but fine. potentially to be an exclusive um, you know, member of this organization for like a year. Um so if that happens, then I'll just be doing ADCC and and competing for these people, but mm-hmm. uh no besides that nothing's scheduled things happen fast in jujitsu like you know you could not compete for a month or so and then you know in one month you could have you know a, uh, a match every single weekend sure. so uh yeah it, it comes in, it comes and goes for sure So have to always be on your toes and yeah i bet my best advice <laughs> is to be in shape for
0: yeah yes yeah, so, you know speaking of advice if someone's looking to get into it so like i've, I've mentioned a couple of times um off, obviously austin is blowing up in the jujitsu grappling scene and um, I have a feeling that more and more people are going to be interested in it and checking it out. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with the show. And so if there's people that are considering getting into it, or even just going to a class or wanting to compete and learn, like, what are some tips that you would give beginners, you know, even like myself, someone that, like, let's say, go into into it completely blind? Today's episode is brought to you by CBD Online Express. CBD Online Express is a fresh up-and-coming CBD company that strives to offer the highest quality products at an affordable price to help you in your everyday life. They offer a variety of products such as tinctures, edibles, flour, and even their new recreational line, Oxed Up. They also have plans to introduce water and an energy drink later this year. Go to cbdonlineexpress.com and get your products today.
1: I would say... Uh... If you're right, beginners that are looking to be just hobbyists, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're looking to be a hobbyist, I would say just uh, try to do it consistently, right? Find – try to avoid doing it, you know, uh, five or six times a, a week initially because then you would be, like, so sore and you're like, ah, oh, I just can't – I can't deal with this, right? Yeah. Um, try, maybe try to do it every day, every other I – I'm mean, sorry, every other day or so. Um, you know, three, four times a week is great. Um I think uh, people tend to overdo it from uh, when they initially start, so it kind of, kind of, it's just too much for them. Yeah. Especially if somebody's not accustomed to working out, and you're just your body's completely exhausted. Um, so maybe two or three times a week is good to initially start and uh, lo- learn that it it takes time. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power, right? And know that the more that you learn, the more you you know, uh, and it'll benefit you. You know, regardless of the size of your opponent, and and I think jujitsu is something that. They can benefit you in life, right? I, I think doing hard things, doing, dealing yeah. with different difficult situations, getting pinned on your back, and having to fight your way out, just makes like you know deal, dealing with the issue that you have at your office job, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. It does. It can make life easier. People don't understand that overcoming those challenges translates into the real world. And so, what is like a typical class? Would you say so? If someone's, um, you know, for me, a lot of the fear of the unknown is just not knowing what to expect when you get there. So like when someone shows up to a class, what is it usually like?
1: Uh, it's probably uh, 45, an hour of instruction, sometimes an hour and a half. And then you're doing like 34, 40 minutes of life uh, for B team. We do, we keep it kind of uh, short. We understand people don't have like the long attention spans. Right. Mm-hmm. So we do like 30 to 45 minutes, um, Of technique, cut it off there, and then we do, like, another 40, 50 minutes of live. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we do that, you know, uh, pretty consistently. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uncommon for us to train, like, 70, 80, 90 days in a row uh, without any rest days. You know, Mm -hmm. you're including Monday, Sunday, all that stuff.
0: So, like, when they get there, there's probably, like, a warm-up period, and then it's going over... Certain, like, um, technique and move? I would say
1: most, most academies usually do, like, a yeah, 20-minute warm-up or something like that. But we don't really warm-up at BTM. We just uh, start going into, into the techniques. If okay. you want to warm-up, you can come early. Uh, but, yeah, we just like to keep you guys learning. Because the drilling, if you're drilling jujitsu, it's not going to be crazy fast-paced. Like, um, when you warm-up, a lot of times in wrestling, you won't have good warm-ups. Because once you start moving, you know, you're moving fast. You're moving, yeah. a lot, you're moving weight and whatnot. Um, but for jujitsu, it's usually the technique's time-consuming, so you're taking your time with it. Um, it's not really necessary to get, you know, super hype before that.
0: Yeah, especially as a beginner. Like, you don't need to be going 100% in. And so, is there anything that they have to wear? Like, I know some people wear rash guards. and
1: um, It's best to wear a rash. You don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I usually go shirtless. Yeah, I usually go short, uh, shirtless and, and uh, with shorts on. But... uh you know, I think the rash guard helps if you're if you have a good technique, like it gives you a little bit more friction so you can stick to your opponent better. So if you're going for the sub, like a lot of times if I'm competing and I, and I feel like I'm going I'm to sub this guy, I'll put a rash guard on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the you have elusivity on your side as well if you're shirtless. Um, but. I think when you're when you're just practicing, uh, the preference is rash guard and, uh, you know, some board shorts. Try to avoid, like, zippers and stuff like yeah. that or shorts. Um, but, yeah, you can wear a regular T-shirt. The only thing, it gets caught up in fingers and knees and stuff like that. So it's yeah. kind of uh, not, as, not, as, not as best.
0: Yeah, I, I used to wear long-sleeve shirts when uh, I wrestled, and we would tape our wrists. Um, we would tape the clothes. Uh, to our wrist and then what about shoes or anything you just go barefoot
1: yeah i go barefoot i mean you could wear shoes if you want but you know it's easy to get heel hooked like that there's a lot of friction down there uh,
0: yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want to wear that i um because uh i think i think i am gonna go do that stuff with uh maybe even you this weekend yeah yeah, yeah. we'll shoot that swing on by. that pilot that'll be fun i um no so um do you You know, I know you said you have uh, like lifting, but do you have like any other outside hobbies that you do outside of jujitsu?
1: I stay pretty busy with the grappling, but we like stuff. I have stuff that I like to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like I uh, enjoy riding dirt bikes, uh, paintball, um, shit like that, but pretty consumed (laughs) with uh, with grappling. It's your whole, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Once I I get to where I want to be, you know, I'll start having fun. You know, I'll take a Sunday off or whatnot. Alex,
0: you just got a dirt bike, right? Yeah.
1: Where do you take that?
0: Uh, There's a couple places. There's one out by the airport. Yeah. Del Valley,
1: yeah. yeah. I'll have All right. him, I'll have them hook you up. I don't yep, know. I don't way.
0: do bikes. I've crashed too many times, and I realized that I don't
1: think this one's for me. It's, uh, <laughs> technique is everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And so, so do you? Um, do you have any like long term goals uh, through grappling? Like, I don't know if it's. I know wrestling's in Olympics. I don't think is grappling or jujitsu. No, no, it's not. Uh,
1: my long long term goal is to be the wealthiest grappler ever. I mean, mm-hmm. if I could just make this sport where i'm making like eight figures and show other people like listen we can make millions you know put, a, put us in the mainstream uh who knows dude who knows in 5 or 10 years or you know uh we're going to figure it out mm-hmm. th- i think uh what we're doing at b team we're blowing up the social media aspect right we have yeah. a lot of followers on instagram we're doing youtube we're making like a vlog series you know yeah. uh i think the more content we put out the better um we're probably going to vlog up to ADCC and after that you know p- give people um Try to help people make a connection with the sport and with the yeah. beat team. And I think throughout, you know, building a, a fan base, you know, on YouTube and social media and whatnot will really help the sport go mainstream. Because I think it's all about getting eyes on it. Like Absolutely. before it's like people are just don't want to be seen rolling. Like, oh, don't film me. And it's like put the ego away. Fucking you know, people want to see what they want to see. 100%. So we're trying to pump uh, put out as much content as we can. And slowly, it's building. It's building. Uh, it's building us up, man. I think it, as a whole, it's growing the sport.
0: No, that's great. I mean, that's how I learned about it. You know, I, I, I'd always known about it, but I never really, like, knew about it. It's, if you kind of catch my drift, and I think that's important. I think that it's important to utilize social media and all that. You know, to raise awareness, and then you start working on events. You know, I would say uh, host some events out here. You know, Austin's booming right now. Like, yeah, I
1: think we're gonna make a, like a B team tournament yeah um let me know i'll help yeah. out
0: that's what i do like a lot i put on a big like open gym events and they i mean the last yeah. one i did had like 1200 people i think crazy. we're
1: going to do a, a grand prize to be like a go a gold plated ar or something like that it's oh, Something cool you know what i mean shit, that'd be awesome
0: yeah and i mean i know that um there's a gym that's actually right next to the gym that i work out at i work out at a gym called big techs um and right next to it is black sheet boxing and they did a smoker And I mean, it was crazy. Like there were so many people. And then after that, a gym packed with people and it's, uh, you know, I think that that's definitely the route to go. The city is very supportive. It's unbelievable. Like I wouldn't have what I have without the people here. And, um, I'm super grateful for it. And if, you know, they see that you have a passion for what you're doing and you put something on, they will come, you know, it's that if you build it, they will come method. And, um, I think that you're on the right track, you know, you're working with, um, companies now and you're, you're getting out there and you know, you're in the best place to grow. Like this is a huge entrepreneurial city. You know, you could, you could start your own brand and it would explode out here because people are so supportive of local entrepreneurs and business. And everyone you meet out here is usually a transplant trying to get something started. And so, uh, no, I think, I think you'll, you'll definitely blow it up. That's doable. And so are there, um, you know, are there other big, um, like is there like a ADCC? You said is like the the world championships, yeah. and so are there other like world championships in other countries too, or is that like um, the main one?
1: It's uh, there's worlds like like uh, IBJJF has worlds, but it, it doesn't really hold the mm-hmm. same values as ADCC. It's like a more h- hobbyists do that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good black belts do it as well, but it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you have to pay to compete oh, okay. as versus as ADCC, you get paid. So
0: oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It, like, they, is it like a grand prize yeah, or it, just absolute, a competitor
1: fee? Absolute grand prize of ADCC. I think the it might be close to like uh eighty thousand, hundred thousand. I dollars th- it might be actually a hundred thousand for ADCC. absolute, grand be nice. price, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh
0: yeah. No, no, that's great. Yeah. And there's
1: I, there's other events that put out uh money like that. Like there's a GEE event that puts out a hundred K for an event. Um there'll be like team tournaments where like uh you know three versus three for like, you know, thirty, fifty K, something like that that's actually a good qu- uh,
0: I'm glad you brought that up I totally forgot about that so there what's the difference I see it I see you go shirtless when you train then some people wear rash guards and then there's geese and for people that don't know what geese are it's um you know kind of the the jacket the you know, for like a karate the, suit. Yeah, karate suit and you got the belt and stuff like that. And so what is the difference? Are those different types of training or is
1: it So it's it's the same, as jujitsu, right? But mm-hmm. the gi just adds another layer. So like your partner, your opponent can pull and yeah. maneuver your gi. Um, but you can also do this do the same to them. You can do that to yourself. Like I see if them twisted a lot. Yeah, sometimes yeah. guys will go grab their gi, try to choke somebody. Um yeah, there's more submissions you can do in the gi, but um, it's kind of, if you ask me, it's kind of a dying part of the sport. Yeah, right? I think no gi jiu-jitsu is more Americanized. It's growing. Uh, there's more wrestling implemented. Also, it's faster paced, so it's mo- more viewer friendly. A lot of times you would see two black belts going to gi, and they just sit there and like nothing's happening because it's all it's all pushing, pulling, and stalling. You know, in um, no gi you have stalling as well, but it's uh, it's definitely faster pace mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and also the grips are completely different. You can't just grab the guy's uh, jacket. You have to have your hands, you know, in proper positions in order to control your opponent. You have to understand whether to control the shoulders, the hips, you know. Um, you're forced to know either either a little bit of wrestling or have a phenomenal lower guard. Um, so, yeah, it definitely adds a few different aspects, um, whether you have the gi or no gi.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've always been curious about that because uh, I see some people training them, and then I see some people go in rash guards or just like you go shirtless and so no i've always been interested by that and so with black belts you know obviously everyone starts with the white belt so how does one like level up with the belts
1: so um it usually goes by how much you know it's a knowledge-based thing Mm -hmm. so like uh um blue or i'm sorry white blue purple brown black Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I think the fastest guys that get black belts are like, you know, maybe like five years. People, somebody can get a black belt if they're really good. Like if they're, if they go from nothing to winning worlds, or like placing it in ADCC. Guys will get a, guys get a black belt. But um, I think it's less about because like. Yeah, I mean, if you're asking me, like, when I first started, uh, I was beating most black belts, you know, in in the area. That was the name of
0: that YouTube video is the Black Belt Slayer. Yeah, yeah. So
1: (laughs) I was, uh, as soon as I started, you know, I was pretty good. Within a couple months, you know, I was beating most black belts in the area. So it's like... You know if, the, if that qualifies you as a black belt then it is what it is but from if you're asking me i think it's about what you know you know mm-hmm. how can how can you teach other people and uh, how much knowledge do you have so yeah. if you have black belt level knowledge then that's great but you can beat somebody if you just have two three techniques that are really really good
0: yeah yeah because i've always wondered like how does someone like what's the purpose behind it and then does it actually like match or describe who they are as, as far as how good they are and because uh, I meet people all the time, yeah, I'm a black belt. I'm this, and I'm
1: like, yeah. yeah. I think black belts yeah. in different sports mean tremendously different things. Yeah, like, I mean, I can't speak for for most sports, but uh, for jujitsu, uh, usually if you are a black belt, um, you know, you're probably a tough guy.
0: Yeah. Is there like different? Um, does it carry more weight if it comes from someone else? So like, you know, I know that there's like 10th planet, and then does does it kind of cross over into like, you know, say this? Uh, where do you train at? Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Hotworks. I want to let you guys know about an incredible new craze going on in the Austin fitness community. It's called Hotworks. Hotworks is a virtually instructed exercise program created for users to experience the many benefits of infrared heat absorption while completing a 30-minute isometric workout or a 15-minute high-intensity interval training session. As the infrared heat penetrates your body, causing you to sweat, the isometric postures further accelerate detoxification by physically removing the toxins from your organs through muscle contraction. Hotworks is virtually instructed, has 24-7 access, and also offers easy-to-use app-based scheduling so you never have to miss a class again. Hotworks has two locations to serve, located at the intersection of Anderson Mill Road and FM 620 in the HEB Plus Shopping Center, and also another location in San Marcos. So stop in, tell them Austin Fitness Community sent you, and get a special free session on us, and check out Hotworks today.
1: I, well, I train at B-Team right now. It's a school we just opened. Um, but I guess I'd be like under Craig Jones or Nikki Ryan right now, mm-hmm. previously under John Danaher. Um, but yeah, we're kind of... Uh, those are black belts, you know. Um, yeah, I don't yeah.
0: know. I don't know anything about the, um, like, I, I have no previous knowledge in, like, coaching, competitors, yeah. any of the gossip or news behind that. Honestly, not super interested in drama or gossip. I know everyone's got stuff. But um, I I'll, I'll, I just, I've always heard that name, Danaher, too, as yeah, far yeah. as, like, he went from being a teacher to.
1: Definitely, like, be- yeah, best coach in the world. Yeah. and Even more than a coach, he was uh, kind of a. The team like psychologist, like he yeah. would he would know what to tell us at the right times to where when we go in the competition it's like different people
0: yeah i i just i've heard the same names um over and over so i am hopefully i'll maybe i'll just get them on the show because uh, i i don't know can't hurt to ask yeah right i mean that's that's kind of how it works i always get asked like how do you know these people how do you do that i'm like honestly i just ask yeah. i'm like <laughs> most time they just come um but so if uh so you, you, do you have any belts or anything right now? Yeah,
1: I'm a I'm a purple belt. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been training for like three three and a half years, uh. But again, like you know, I know I know a lot more than than most grapplers on the road. I'm yeah. capable of a lot more. Um, uh, yeah. I think I I got so I got my purple belt on ADCC the podium at ADCC and that was two oh, cool. years ago, yeah. and that was the last time I kind of uh, got promoted. Uh, but again, I get I don't really know who I'm on there. Maybe I'm on there. Yeah. I don't know. you I just, just got like, it just yeah. Going, yeah, i just yeah. got it yeah john gave me two knives as like a uh you know, upgrade <laughs> like, in life that was like his <laughs> just a cool gift yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. like a prize <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember growing up me
0: and my older brother we did taekwondo and i was asked to leave because i kept hitting people but um i was a kid and then my brother kept getting belts and then they would put stripes on it too yeah and i never knew what that i think was.
1: it's like four stripes per belt so like mm-hmm. you get uh you know Every couple months you get a stripe and you keep adding up so you get four and get a... And then it levels yeah. up. But, like, Nogi is, like, uh, you see big changes where, like, you know, if a blue belt uh, is an okay grappler but he's a decent leg locker, mm-hmm. he can submit, like, a lot of black belts, you know? Like, yeah. a, lot of guy, a lot of older black belts don't really know any leg locks. And in general, people don't do legs. So, like, you have guys that only been training, you know, three, four years and they're beating really good guys because they're, they're heel hooking them and guys just don't know. what to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's like my biggest fear. That's why I don't mess with people. Like you never know, you can just come across someone and next thing you know, you're asleep and not even a hit taken. And so, uh, no. So with, um, with all that, when it comes to training, um, how, if you want to be a competitor and you want to actually go forward into it, I know I've been seeing a lot of comedians getting into it. You know, um, that's how I really learned about it was I kept meeting a lot of the comics that go and train. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into competition training, what is kind of um how should someone approach that as a beginner? Um I would just say do it every day.
1: Every day. Right. I mean my approach was quit your job <laughs> and uh you know go go full, you know, completely commit. But it depends like are oh, you just trying to Trying to win a couple titles, you know, you could do that, you know, train uh you know, five times a week and, and beat, beat some good people. Mm-hmm. But uh I'd recommend doing it every day. And you really have to structure like what like what you what you want to learn, what you need to learn, uh at a certain times. Like for me it was be uh, build a rock solid defense. That way it makes it easier for me to yeah. attack. I have more confidence when attacking. So uh structure your your training, you know, don't just go in there uh, and go live and go hard. That's good. It's good to train hard. But you also have to train smart, so you know. Understand why you're moving. Um, mm-hmm. uh, understand the reason behind your movements. And drop the ego. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Be humble. Yeah, because
1: it's like it's like if you if you have a hefty ego when you're in training, then you only want to do your best stuff because you're like, ah, oh, I'm taking this guy back. I'm choking him every time. I'll just keep doing that. And it's like, all right, well now you have to work arm bars because you suck at arm bars. Now you yeah. have to you know <laughs> attack the legs because yeah. you need you have problems there. So. Um, Shutting off the ego will, will help you see where you're having trouble and make you train in those bad spots more often.
0: Yeah, are there any like moves that are like they're um, they're okay, but it's kind of like everyone kind of eye rolls at them. Like that's kind of like a cheap win. Like for example, in wrestling, it was a head and arm. It was always such like a oh, like yeah. a, a cop out, you know, because like obviously you're gonna pin someone with that.
1: It's uh, things like wrist locks people hate because it just like causes pain and doesn't you know yeah. unless you're. Uh, people don't really tap from, from tap from shit like that i don't know i don't tap from shit like that yeah. but uh yeah. yeah things things like that i mean uh, there's not much though i mean a sub is a sub you know mm-hmm. it's like because you physically have to quit if you get submitted like it's it's not like uh, the ref says it's over like it's you saying yeah i'm tapping I'm, I'm done so it's a different it's a different ordeal for sure
0: yeah do you it's so do you prefer um like, you sub, that's it? You don't try to win by points? Yeah,
1: I, I definitely try to su- submit my opponent the, the mm-hmm. entire match. Um, winning by points is 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 okay, but it's, like, you training every day so I could dominate these guys. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't just want to win by, by uh, a couple points. Yeah, points. Kobe yeah. Bryant, that shit, you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> yeah, just to uh, dominate them. And so, so who do you think was, like, probably your hardest, like, challenge so far?
1: Hardest challenge? I mean, uh, I had a um, Kanye Duarte in ADCC Finals, and... Uh, you know, that was definitely my toughest match. Um, I made a few technical errors. I also had some early success that I, like, me looking back now, watching my, my match, I was like, I shouldn't have been, been that successful. Like, yeah. I had a scenario, early, like, maybe in the eight-minute mark of the match where, uh, you know, the guy's, uh, he pulls guard, so he's sitting he's sit, sitting down while I'm standing up. I get to a body lock, and I pass the guard. Right? I pass guard, He t- he turns around, I take the back, and, like, I've been training for like it was less than a year at the time, <laughs> Yeah. so it didn't make it. Like, I shouldn't have been able to just do like it. Like that. Luck, that's, yeah. that's strictly a jujitsu movement. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? So me being able to do stuff like that uh, so early on, I was like, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep training it and, and keep at it. Yeah. Do you do you feel like
0: that um, all that quick success either helped you grow or did you think it? Um, played a, you know, has played a role or something as far as slowing you down and progressing.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I took second in that the last CC. I think that's the the hardest place to get because you're so close to first, you know. So uh, it just made me hungry and uh, I want it bad. Yeah. Well, and you seem like a pretty like
0: competition hungry guy. Like you don't like get cocky in the sense of i'm not going to train today because i know i'm the best it's more like i'm going to train twice today because i want to win and yeah
1: even if i'm winning i want to win by more
0: yeah Yeah, which is a great mindset to have and that's something that um no i i'm definitely looking forward to uh watching your future matches and getting in that and so um when if there's uh you said there's local competitions out here too yeah, flow
1: grappling runs uh usually who's it's called who's number 1 is that a school or is that like So a- flow grappling is the the biggest media um um like aspect in jiu-jitsu I think on on Instagram they have like 500k, 600k K- something like that. What's up? You know flow
0: wrestling? uh uh
1: <laughs> yeah, well, flow Flo wrestling, flow Flo grappling are both uh, you know in their own sports the biggest like me- media oh, people. Okay. So they
0: stream and put events on. They stream,
1: so. put events on. They've got a big YouTube following and um, big website as well. Uh, so they put events on, usually called Who's Number One, and they just uh take the be- top ranked guys from around the around the jujitsu community, put them to compete together and see who's the best. oh
0: no, that's that's dope. Yeah, I'm. I'll check them out. I'll put a maybe I'll reach out to them. Maybe we can co. Uh, put on an event or something. And then um so is there anyone you're looking forward to
1: going against? Um or you haven't yet? Um uh not anyone specifically, but I'm I'm really focused on 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 getting better and the things that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh that way when competition is ready, you know because usually people call me, they're like, Oh, we got a match for you. Oh, okay. like, all right, all right how many it. weeks? So um so uh yeah, I just I just focusing right now on on getting better. Uh that way when it's go time, it's go time.
0: Yeah. No that's um that's, that's probably, that's such a unique way. I've never heard of a sporting event where it's like, it's almost like we got this for you, you know, besides like, I don't really consider like the UFC in the same category, you know, obviously like those are 12 week prep fights and, you know, they're marketed and things like that. And it seems like in this case, they're just like, Hey, you want this? We'll pay you That's yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. That's kind of, yeah.
1: Cause you're not tied down with anybody. So yeah. you could go, you know, you could go with any, any, uh, company, and uh are there different
0: federations or anything? Not like, that? like
1: federations, but it's like uh like um just people private people have their own their yeah. own events and they they put them up. They want to see these these two guys grapple. All right, you won 15k, you won 15 k All right, let's let's go grab, it. I'll film it. So that's like uh it's pretty much that simple, but you know it's how the community works and uh yeah, yeah, it's fun. No,
0: oh, that's that's cool. Today's episode is brought to you by Athena. Are you tired of oversaturated social media apps with content not related to your health and wellness interests? Well, look no further. So I recently came across this brand new health and fitness social network, Athena. Athena is a new and easy to navigate health and fitness social network. It connects you with like-minded fitness enthusiasts to share and also creates the opportunity for you to get trusted guidance and support from your peers. You can gain early access by clicking the link in our bio or scan the qr code at the bottom of the screen but you better jump on it quick because availability is limited and spots are filling up fast so click the link or scan the qr code and get started on athena today yeah i've I've always wondered that because you know i hear about um you know the only thing i can really reference to is the ufc and how a lot of those fighters can't go do other outside fights Mm -hmm. because they're locked in with that um federation and so um that's interesting to know that with grappling, you can literally just go wherever you want or jujitsu in this case. And, um, and so what's the, um, the school you train at now, is there, is it yours or is you have like a main coach
1: under it? Uh, yeah. So it's about, f- uh, four of us to own it four or five of us to own it. Oh, and so you're one of the owners. Of yeah. It yeah. Yeah. Where's uh, this one at? It's uh you know, a blazer tag is. Okay, off yeah, of, down off off of Ben White, ben White yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh B Team Jiu-Jitsu. Same thing on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Um and We'll put the links in the Yeah. And uh yeah, we kind of just started like um training there like we, we try to get a different concept, right? Like these mm-hmm. guys everybody has the the standard warm-up then into technique and into life. Um we have a different vibe in the gym where it's very very extremely competitive. Uh, but it's very friendly as well. Like, we all yeah. enjoy each other's uh, company. We train very hard. We learn constantly. But we have a bunch of conversations throughout the day, like, before and after practice that are, that are almost always technique-based. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we we're, we have specific technique and drilling that we do for 30, 40 minutes. But also be the conversations before and after practice, uh, you're going to learn a lot from those as well. So it is a private gym. We only accept a, a few people. Um, and we're keep, keeping it as small as we can right now, you know, um, just because we're, we're, we are athletes. We're still focused on ourselves yeah. and getting better. And, uh, you know, it's, would
0: it's, you say you're more focused on like competitors as far as people training there or,
1: uh, I would say, uh, competitors and hobbyists that take their training very seriously. Okay, Like they're like a lot, for instance, a lot of our guys that train, they train twice a day, like every day. Okay. And, um, and so the people that are, are training with us now Are, are getting good fast And um, we have a lot of people That come visit f- from uh, other countries and, and out of state constantly And uh, it'd be easier For us to overflow Like we had an open mat one time And it was like 150 people showed up oh, wow. And we have to turn down another 100 that were outside So uh, we don't want We want to avoid situations yeah. like that Until we have you know, know 10,000 square square foot mat space uh, But for now we're keeping it small And uh, eventually um Um, I think the, I think B team itself can, can grow to, you know, tremendously.
0: No. Yeah. And and so that's kind of your goal is to hopefully expand it into a bigger warehouse area.
1: Yeah. A warehouse area, but, or, or more just the, the name B team over everything like the, the, organization that um you know that's going to become like i don't have the t-shirt on now but we have like a mexican ground karate t-shirt that sell, sells a ton uh, amongst the community so i think we're going to push merch a lot people want our merchandise so uh we'll give it's them big, what they want
0: it's a big thing out here i'll hook you up with um a local company that i used to get all all my stuff well this is one of them but um no so uh if people wanted to go buy their would they have to be like on a list or?
1: Uh, you can so if you guys want to stop by B Team, uh, come swing by, talk talk to us, mm-hmm. and uh, you know um, then we could take it from there. It's more like a, a feeling out vibe because yep. grappling, mm-hmm. as every community has some crazies and we have some <laughs> yeah. no, some norms yeah. as well. So yeah. uh, come come chat with come chat with us at B Team whenever you're free. Uh, we usually train uh, best trains usually twelve p.m. seven p.m. And, oh, we have eight a.m. as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and so what what kind of separates your school from like, you know, just one of the like local spots that, that you go to as well?
1: Well, uh Flow Grappling calls calls us a, the best grappling school in the world, right? And it's because we have five or six guys in, in the in the top uh top grapplers of the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's Nicky Rod, it's Nicky Ryan, Craig Jones, Ethan Krellistin, uh Damian Anderson, um Isaac Mitchell, Nick Ortiz. So you got seven guys that are really, really good. have been training other John Danaher. Uh great, phenomenal leg locks as a team. Phenomenal, phenomenal uh, knowledge. Like, yeah. like I have, I have a bit of wrestling. Craig has the leg locks. Nicky Ryan has a, has a little bit of everything. Guy is a wizard. You know what I mean? Um, we have a lot of different dimensions. Like we, maybe, we, maybe everybody knows how to do an arm bar, but we all teach it differently. We all do it differently. So uh, we have a bunch of different styles I think that's what people really like about us is that we're not only we're really good teachers, really good athletes, but our styles kind of collide and it forces us to constantly learn mm-hmm. about each other.
0: No, that's great. Yeah, I think that um, it sounds like it's a little more personal um, approach as opposed to just being in a big group setting. Yeah. Which is, uh, at least for me, it's important. I don't want to just be like a face in the crowd. Like I like um, attention to detail. And so, um, and that you said it's off Ben White over by laser tag. Yeah, yep. I've never been there. Have you gone there yet?
1: Laser? No, I've drive by every yeah. day though. It looks
0: cool. I've yeah. just never gone. And then, um, well, so really, um, I guess with in conclusion of a lot of that stuff. So, are there other companies you're working with as well? Like as yeah, far like as sponsorships and yeah, I have a and, yeah, uh, I have
1: uh, Evogen Nutrition, which is a supplement company. Oh, yeah. Really good supplements. Um, they help me out a bunch um,
0: with like recovery.
1: Yeah, with, with recovery, no. I'm a you know I eat a lot of protein, so it's good mm-hmm. to you know supplement that. With, protein as well sometimes um i have a bj fanatics where i sell dvds on um we make as grapplers make a lot of money from our our coaching we do seminars we also have uh technique videos that that uh do do really well and people really enjoy the content of that um and yeah we have all different sponsors um like some cbd stuff comes and goes Uh, but sponsors are are usually we have a great
0: uh, cbd sponsor i'll give you some of the stuff i have here yeah yeah good, good
1: Yeah, it's spot, that's that's the thing about jujitsu. We're not tied down so we can mm-hmm. have as, as many different sponsors as, as we want. Like maybe, you know, I make a certain amount for competing, but I also have, you know, I sell sell patches on my shorts or our rash guard for, for uh, money as well. Yeah, so yeah. if you're a hustler, you can figure it out.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what we do with a lot of our events and stuff is sponsorships and getting people involved. And I really focus on making sure that anyone that invests in me gets like a return, you know, and I try to do as much as I can setting them up and sending them people. And so... Uh, no, I'll definitely pass them your way. I know you could do a lot. And I know that a lot of them are focusing on expanding because, you know, Austin and Texas in general is really big in three major categories. And bodybuilding, there's the most NPC competitors, I think, in the world here. There's, I mean, three Olympians just 14 miles north of here. Um, and then uh, powerlifting, big powerlifting community, and then strongman. And so uh, they do have other communities, but like, those are the most dominant ones. Uh, but I know that with jiu-jitsu rapidly expanding here and so many people moving here a day like everything's blown up and a lot of these companies want to get more involved with um different aspects of sports and uh, so no i'm definitely more than happy to help send them your way and so where um i guess also in kind of conclusion where can people find you at like social medias and obviously the gym is down off ben white and uh, i'll make sure to plug those in as well and so social media where do you
1: so uh instagram at nikki rod 247 mm-hmm. um and then you guys can check out b team uh bjj or b team jiu-jitsu on, on instagram mm-hmm. b team jiu-jitsu on youtube as well and uh that's about it for me oh check yeah. out black belt slayer yeah on instagram as well it's my uh little backup page whatnot.
0: Oh, that's your backup one yeah, yeah the the video i watched of it was great um i uh, was driving back from houston yesterday and i was that's what i was watching oh, in the car. Nice. And, uh, no, it was really cool, man. I was really uh, excited to have you on, especially watching that. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Cause, uh, um, I've definitely try to focus on variety, I guess. I don't want just the same type of people. Yeah, yeah. I get asked all the time. They're like, I think people are expecting me just to talk about diet and workouts. And yeah. I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Like, you know, I want to get people on that, co- uh, compete in different sports and, you know, are fitness enthusiasts, but that's such a, a generalized word. And then just BS with them, talk to them. You know, I don't know. All that stuff about training and diets and everything, and so, um, and then your next competition is,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, the next one I'm focused is, on is ADCC. So it'll yeah. be in September, yeah. And
0: then the Vegas one though is the trials.
1: The trials, yeah. Oh, uh, my brother will be on the trials. I just go and coach coach my okay. team and stuff. Yeah.
0: And then you do you have any events, seminars, or anything planned coming up here? Uh, Yeah,
1: I, not in Austin, but I do have a seminar, uh, Kindred Jiu-Jitsu, in Edmonds, Washington, on like April 10th. Oh, nice. I used to live in Washington.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. We'll uh, definitely run it back. And then maybe we'll shoot um, um, the pilot, which I guess I can talk about now, is um, we're shooting a show called Just Your Average Job. It's my last name. Mm -hmm. And uh, where I go train with pros in their sports, and it's a different sport every episode. And so, yeah, maybe we'll just run it back with you on uh, this Saturday. And you guys can just enjoy beating the shit out of me and teaching, you know, kind of showing. I want to make it comedic and informal. Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the whole basis of it, is to show off... You know different sports and how training goes into a lot of the, the questions i was asking you today and you know just have fun with it and so um yeah man anything you need just hit me up i appreciate you coming on and we'll uh kick it off again soon so all right alex you can take us out